Narcissists are usually looking for kind of this validation or this kind of, they're feeding off of a certain validation. Um, and their main, for some of them, some like kind of more like very negative forms of narcissism, their only goal is to get something out of the person, uh, some kind of validation, some kind of a tribute. Yeah. Um, and being in a relationship with a narcissist also, it's like you constantly need to feed their narcissistic urges. Yeah. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Human Library Podcast. Um, for today's episode, your host is going to be Mian Aslan. Unfortunately, Mehdi couldn't join us for personal reasons, uh, but he for sure will be back. Um, he will be missed. <laughs> he will be missed and he will be back next episode. Yeah, for sure. For sure, for sure. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> um, yeah. So for this episode, the topic, the most well-awaited um, topic that we have to discuss today is narcissism. It's quite appealing and it's very interesting for many, many, many people. So we're just going to jump right into it. Yeah, it's kind of like a buzzword, like yeah. a very pop, like everyone throws it around. Like yeah. It's narcissistic, like it's a very common thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. So we'll try to delve deeper into it and give you kind of like... The origin of the definition, like yeah. the different types, where it's coming yeah. from. Um, also, like, as always, if you're more interested into the topic, you are more than welcome to do more research about it. Yeah. Because I don't think we can talk this enough, even for like the length of this episode, yeah, because yeah, yeah. it's very, very intrinsic and goes very deep. Yeah, it's it's kind of like an intro. Well, not not, not, not even intro, but kind of in depth intro yeah. to the topic. I Let's like put that. it that way. I like that. I like that. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, yeah. where does the word narcissism comes from? So, as many things in this world, it comes from the ancient Greeks. It comes from like the Greek mythology of Echo and Narciso. Um, so, let's just go back into the basic of the myth. Um, Echo was a beautiful forest nymph who used to love to have the last word in every conversation. And one time she was strolling in the woods and she sees Zeus having his way with a few nymphs there in the woods. And then from like the corner of her eye, she sees Hera, Zeus' wife, approaching him to confront him and like catching him right in the spot because Zeus was an amazing god that used to do this all the time. So Echo, in, like instead of helping Hera to reach Zeus, she does the opposite. She tells Zeus that Era is coming and then she like stalls Era, like just telling her how beautiful she is, like amazing the clothes that she's wearing. So she gives enough time for Zeus to leave, to vanish. So when Era arrives into the location, Zeus is no longer there. But Era is not dumb. She knew perfectly well that Echo was actually like with stalling her and was like tricking her so Zeus could escape. So she punishes Echo with the course of always repeating the last word that she heard. So she gets very depressed because she only can, she can no longer talk anymore. She only repeats the last word that she hears. So she's like walking around still in the same woods, very depressed. And then far away, she sees this beautiful young boy, Narciso. Narciso, this astonishing man. She has never seen such beauty in her life before. She jumps. She jumps to him. She runs like toward him just to like hug him, hug him and be like wanting to tell him like, I am in love with you. You're the most beautiful man I have ever seen, but she cannot talk. So he's like, what are you doing? And she just repeats doing, doing, doing. So she get, he gets a little bit like um, hostigated and basically pushes her away and rejects her and then runs away, away from her. So she gets more depressed and she keeps walking in the woods and she finds other names that were rejected by Narciso as well. And they're very angry, very, very angry. So they call upon the goddess of vengeance to punish Narciso for them, for being, for being rejected for, like by him. So she punishes him to be in a way that he will never fall in love, if I'm not mistaken. He will never fall in love with anyone, but only with himself. So Narciso is just like going in life, 
like not meeting anyone that will be the same caliber as him or like like meet his expectations. So one time he's walking alongside the river and he sees his beautiful face like um, on the water in the river, like being like reflected on the water. So he just stays there like like impressed by his own beauty. And every time he tries to touch the water, like it will be like, um, it will move around and the, the face will no longer like be seen perfectly fine. And he will be like angry because of that. And then when he was able to see his face, he will be again like rejoiceful and be very happy to be able to see his own reflection. And he stays there for days and days at the same time, just looking at himself until he becomes very, very weak because he has not eaten, he has not drunk any, like a drop of water. And he tries to reach one more time his own reflection and he falls into the river. And because he has absolutely no strength, he drowns. And where he actually died, this beautiful flower comes out of it that is called Narciso, the Narcissus flower. And the Narciso flower is famous because it turns around and looks itself on the water as well, like, like the reflection of itself in the water, like mimicking Narciso doing the same thing, right? And then, um, according to the, to the myth, Narciso, while he's being transport, transported by Caronte in the river to go to the underworld, he was still looking at his reflection in the famous river of the dead. And yeah, yeah, it's super crazy, right? And then Echo, by hearing this, that Narciso had died, she abandons all faith and goes um, into, to uh, like, just by herself into the mountains without anyone else. And she stays there for eternity, repeating the last word that she hears from people that pass by and yell her name, Echo, Echo, Echo. And that's like basically the myth, right? That's the yeah. story, the history or the, myth, the Greek mythology, the mythology yeah. behind um, Echo and Narcissus. And that's the origin of the word Narcissus, right? This person who is so infatuated by, yeah. by themselves. Yeah, so this myth gives kind of a lot of, um, gives a lot of context to, the, um, to narcissism as a concept and as a kind of a condition. Um, and um, also we'll start with um, a bit more about the developmental aspect of narcissism since the story, in the story, it's a child technically, right? He's yeah. a young kid. A, a young boy. A young boy. But, well, in ancient Greek, in ancient Greece, sorry, people tend to become adults very yeah. younger yeah, right? yeah, because yeah. lifespan was still a little bit yeah, like, yeah, yeah. so yeah, but in our perspective, he yeah. was still very young. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I think in the Roman myth, his parents, I don't know if it was in the same in the Greek one or not, but in the Roman myth, his parents were kind of um, uh, a big, kind of big, bigger part of the story yeah. where they, um, so in the Roman myth, his parents um, are kind of worried about um, uh, about his beauty. Like he, they're kind of, uh, kind of obsessed with him in a weird yeah. way. And uh, they, they go to a uh, prophet, Tiresias, to learn about this kid's future, like what's waiting for him. And he says that the boy um, um, will grow old only if he did not get to know himself. Um, and so in, in, the, in the Roman myth, it's more about the kind of more developmental, let's say, story kind of about the parents obsessing over a kid and this kid obviously being narcissistic, yeah. like being prone to narcissism. Yeah, yeah. And really um, good-looking, kind of beautiful children um, or talented children. Like out of the ordinary, yeah, right? Yeah. Like too good to be true type yeah. of thing. Yeah. They, they, those kind of children end up being, like, are more likely to end up being narcissistic. Um, and in childhood, um, there's this concept of primary narcissism, which was coined by Heinz Kohalt, uh, who studied uh, narcissism a lot in his patients and um, he was a theorist um, and uh, yeah basically it's a it's actually a very um, healthy and normal condition for a lot of children to have kind of this primary uh, narcissism it's it's kind of healthy to have that because it sets them up for um, their future life so you know for example when children um, and I'm sure a lot of people can probably 
relate to this and remember their childhood, but they would kind of show off or like yeah. try to like one up each other. Yeah. In a kind of like fight oh, for the attention of one yeah. of the parents or yeah. both of them with your siblings. Yeah. Or the, like even at school, right? Like show your friends that you can do this amazing trick. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or like I can do better than you and I am better than you yeah. and like that kind of a thing. So it's a very normal thing where you're trying to kind of get you're getting a feel for like Bill's character. Being an adult. You know? yeah, 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 yeah. It helps uh, build character in a certain yeah, aspect. <laughs> yeah. Um, and yeah, that's kind of like the the healthy aspect of narcissism, which goes on until about the age of eight for most children. Um, but yeah, maybe you can tell us more about yeah what narcissism is also as a concept and kind of yeah, definition yeah. of it. And um, We're going to go with like the basics, right? Um, so uh, the psychological definition of narcissism, it's an inflated grandiose self-image of an individual that believes that he or she is better looking, smarter, more important than other people, and that they believe they deserve special treatment. Um, the, like that's the most common definition of a narcissist. I'm pretty sure most of us have heard this in a, in a certain way or concept and then like the two forms more recognized or more um, popular or more famous of type of narcissists are like the grandiose and the vulnerable one there's mm -hmm. also one called the narcissistic personality disorder but this is a very more extreme one and as his name says it's already a disorder so it's it's a mental health issue so in all people in certain behaviors, we all do it. We have some narcissistic traits in us, some more than others. Um, but it's type of a, a behavior that is learned from social activities like growing up, like what you said before, or like enveloped on your, on your pillars in education of your home or following up like the behavior of your parents. So it is quite common and it's normal that there's a certain percentage of type of narcissistic in all of us. So don't worry. If you sometimes act narcissistic, it's not the end of the world. You just have to be careful how you do it. I guess we're going to talk about that later in, the, in this one. Um, so going back to the two main ones, the grandiose, it basically it is very better described as they pursue attention and power main, mainly. This type of narcissist um, behavior. They're mainly extroverts. They believe or they act in dominance and they are attention seekers. So there's someone that likes to be the, the light in the room, you know, like to have all the attention for themselves. Then the other one is called the vulnerable one, which they're more quiet and reserved. They have a very strong sense of entitlement. And they're easily threatened. So they're the, the type of people that they believe they're always better than everyone else. So many of them don't even deserve to be in the same room with them, which is weird, no? Like the, the, the mental aspect. Um, I'm going to quote the saying. For the psychological disorder, the narcissistic personality disorder, I'm going to just like explain a little bit, like a little bit like brief. It is a disease where the one that suffers feels pretty good, but the ones that surround him or her are the ones that suffer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is interesting, right? Yeah. And then from this disorder, it affects 1% to 2% of the population and is more common in men. Um, it's, as I said before, it's reserved on adults because kids tend to be... They haven't developed themselves properly in a certain character and mental aspects so they have narcissistic behaviors but they cannot have the disorder yet yeah it's it hasn't grown into a disorder exactly. yet at least as exactly you, yeah. because they're being like molded still into yeah. becoming an adult right yeah so exactly that's perfect yeah and then if you want to know about these traits how like basically for these disorderly main traits will be like they have a grandiose view of oneself so they're like the last coke of the desert, you know, the type of thing. Um, they have zero 
lack, well, they have zero empathy, they lack empathy, they have problems with empathy, they will never, they will never feel bad towards someone else, even though they're the responsible for their own, for the other person's suffering in a way of like, if it's for me, like, fuck them, basically in that behavior, right? They have this sense of entitlement and the most important one that it sometimes when you behave in a narcissistic way, like you, you, you like act for the attention of others in, or you want to, you know, like here and there, whatever. But they have this very important one that is the need for admiration. Mm-hmm. They need to feel admired. They need to have someone to be like, you are the best. I'm going to follow you through. And they have to give that as well to other people. Like, man, you need to listen to me because I'm better than you. I know what I'm doing. And that's it. And like to put it this into perspective, I wanted to give this perfect example. Um, and then I'm going to leave the floor to Aslan because he's going to murder it. <laughs> <laughs> that, for example, uh, a father, instead of caring for a spouse, for their spouse or their children, they use them as a source of attention and admiration. So instead of caring for their, their well-being, they're using them to get their own means of their own distorted concept of mind of, of having their, their needs taken care of. Yeah. 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 And it's kind of like, um, yeah, usually this happens when a parent has some kind of, um, um, narcissistic, uh, unresolved desires or something, dreams, narcissistic dreams, unfulfilled, unfulfilled dreams. And they kind of put that on the child and the child becomes like a narcissistic extension of the parent. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, there are many examples of this. And the most common one is when your parent wants you to pursue a certain career. He, you know, my kid is going to be a doctor or my kid will be an engineer. Yeah. yeah. Uh, my kid is going to be lawyer. a lawyer, you know, that's the, <laughs> the common classical ones. ones yeah, yeah. yeah. Or like a pianist, like an artsy one kind of, right? And usually as a child, you don't really think about like, oh, is this something I want to do? You just kind of, um, yeah, you just take that on. And now you become like, you, you slowly start forming a second identity, which is an identity formed by the outer like first your parents and then in school and everywhere where your parents tell about it to everyone so it kind of becomes your like outer identity like this kid is a pianist you know like Um, the shell right like your shell like your protective yeah yeah in union terms if you think about it it's it's like the ego or your persona basically where, you know, um, persona is essentially kind of masks that we wear in yeah. society, you know. And uh, if you, th- in some ways, if you want to think in Jungian terms about it, it's kind of like you become, you get a mask, your parent gives you a mask, and you start becoming ident- identified with that mask. And if it progresses into something more serious in adulthood, it becomes internalized. Um, and then you yourself cannot distinguish between who, who you other. really are and your um, your uh, persona. Um, of a personality disorder, right? Yeah, and it, it, it can be very serious because it can really mess up your entire life. Because if you think about it, in, once again, in union terms, our, uh, our main goal in life is to... This mask is going to prevent you from doing that because you're not going to your true self. You're not looking for your true self. You're, you just keep living identified with this mask. And, um, Dude, that's crazy. Sorry yeah. to interrupt. No. It gave me like what you said about the mask. It, it reminded me of this like Japanese saying that people have three masks in their life. Yeah. One that they show like strangers, strangers are in the street. One that they show, they show to their family and friends. And one that they show only to themselves. Oh, yeah. Right? And that's because they're so interlinked with each other. Sometimes you don't know which one is which. <laughs> but there's one that never is shown. Like your true yeah. self. Like in, also like in a Jungian, Jungian sorry. Yeah. Uh, psychology. Yeah. Yeah. It's, 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 um, it's very interesting. Um, and um, 
Yeah, I think like in in this sense, like the way to um, to approach this kind of narcissism would be to, um, as a person, you basically need to form a deeper connection with your unconscious, and usually it can be it can be super super hard because, um, yeah, because now your your behavior has changed because this is something that I wanted to mention as well. I just remembered. Um, narcissists are usually looking for kind of this validation or this kind of, they're feeding off of a certain validation. Um, and their main, for some of them, some like kind of more like very negative forms of narcissism, their only goal is to get something out of the person, uh, some kind of validation, some kind of a tribute. Yeah. Um, and being in a relationship with a narcissist also, it's like you constantly need to feed their narcissistic urges yeah yeah yeah, yeah. um that's and there's also dependent narcissism as well where this this person is kind of like very yeah very much looking for this kind of attention and care and they also tend to be um they tend to um not be a very responsible person like they, their responsibility is usually thrown on other people um, they take almost no responsibility. And That's it's always kind of, justified, right? Yeah. Like, this is not because of me, this is because of you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's, it, that's kind of like a one way to tell if someone is narcissistic, is if they try to push all the responsibility on other people yeah. um, instead of taking it for themselves. Like even in a job place, right? In your working place, mm-hmm. like, I don't know if you have like a team leader or a boss or something mm-hmm. like that, that... If the team didn't like perform as expected, the boss instead of like taking the responsibility yeah. as it's supposed to, like you know, a good leader is uh-huh. supposed to, is gonna be immediately say to his or her boss, like it's not, it's not the fault, it's fault of this guy who didn't do his job. Yeah. Even though I told him that he needed to do his job, yeah. and I was under his ass doing telling him to do his job, but it's all because of him. Yeah. It's not, it's not my fault. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's very, it's crazy how it's so common. And very common. Very common. And I think we, I think people, a lot of people have that tendency to a certain degree as well. Like you have natural urges to do that sometimes. Like to like push the blame to someone else. Yeah. Because in your head, you always did the right thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like I think that's kind of like one of the, that's one of the like symptoms of like maybe you're a bit more narcissistic than the than, normal than right normal. Yeah, yeah. yeah yeah that's a good way to tell because i think uh, like um uh, i think i have those kind of natural urges more but i think the main thing is to like be able to notice those and i think that's something that distinguishes you from like how deeply do you identify with your persona or this narcissistic persona that you have like can you even distinguish like can you even tell in the moments that you're being narcissistic or yeah. this is something where you're like absolving yourself of all responsibility yeah. because there is a thin line right it's like a scale where like how much responsibility do you want to take for your actions yeah, yeah. um yeah. and some people take all the responsibility and that's also not a good thing no 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 the two extremes are always bad yeah. right and also just to add to what you said Someone who is not able to ask for forgiveness or say sorry to one of his or her actions, that's also like a clear sign that they have in their head, at least they have a a sense of, of a narcissistic trait of Mm -hmm. being like, they don't need my apology. They don't deserve my apology. I didn't do anything wrong. I'm better. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, like. You, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, 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 yeah. I just wanted to add that <laughs> because yeah. no, it's, it's also part of it. Yeah, that's that's very interesting. It's kind of, um, yeah, and it's like super, super, super common, this kind of behavior. And I think also people who take all the responsibility are usually more neurotic people where they, because once you do that, it puts a lot of pressure on you so that that's also like kind of you're being unfair to yourself as well um but um yeah and one of the one of the interesting ways that also like um you can kind of deal with this if you're dealing with a narcissistic person is like mirroring where you um and the best example for this is kind of like um 
just validating someone's feelings because that's what they're kind of looking for, right? Like they're yeah. looking for their feelings to be validated and reflected. So if they're feeling like, um, you know, they they did something amazing, uh, right? And they're looking for this kind of validation, you should reflect it to them by saying that, oh, that's amazing that you've done, that's great. Yeah, they um, want to be seen, no? Yeah, exactly. It can be healing in certain aspects. Um, and uh, that's kind of like one of the main, also one of the, as someone who's kind of outside, you can kind of deal with yeah. that. But if you are the narcissist, the only way to really do it is like this, if you're a narcissistic person, um, I would say like um, doing this kind of internal work of like trying to identify your shadow or like... Uh, yeah, seeing, like, seeing your behavior. I, I, I just want to jump into that yeah. very quick. Like there, according to Duke Health, there are some signs that show like um, the narcissistic personality disorder. So if anyone has any of these traits or signs or like has all of them, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> then there's, there's, there's something that you will need to or will like to or will want to change on on its own and it's been like the the self-importance mm -hmm. that you're always gonna be more important than anything or anyone else and that's not true you know what i mean like i know this saying that you have to love yourself and put yourself first and you do you this kind of thing mm -hmm. of course but there are situations where you have to understand that your presence or your role in this place is not the most important one. Yeah. As simple yeah, as that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you need to be there to contribute and to help, not to be the one that is the 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 main role. So if you think this like this doesn't apply to you, that's one of the signs. Um, this is a really cool one. The preoccupation with status. Okay. They, you know, I was seeing this thing that they were asking like if social media was generating more narcissistic behaviors in people in like in percentage of the population. And the psychologist says that it's not the case that social media actually is creating more narcissist people, but it's a tool for narcissists to obtain what they're looking for. Mm -hmm. Attention with likes, with comments, with pictures, um, DMs, whatever. So it's kind of like in a bad way of social media being used to feed the ego of these individuals, you know, like it is crazy. And that's like also like part of the preoccupation with status, you know, like they have to be in a certain, in a certain place that mm -hmm. is like above other people or above their, their family, their friends, whatever. And this is the other one that they also seek others with the same status or higher status than themselves. They cannot be seen or they cannot be with someone who they deem less mm -hmm. than themselves, That's right? Interesting. It is it is pretty interesting. Yeah. Because you can you 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 used to see this at school, at least when I was growing up, mm -hmm. you know, like with the popular kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or yeah. like with people who are like, no. He's too weird. He doesn't deserve yeah, to be yeah, in our yeah, friend yeah. group. And yeah. you're like, yeah, you're right. And then you grow up and you're like, what the fuck was I doing, man? Yeah. <laughs> and they're kind of in between themselves. They're very narcissistic. So they're using each other as well. Yeah. Like that's seek like, others with status. Yeah, you're yeah, they're feeding yeah, each yeah, other yeah, in yeah. a certain aspect, yeah. which is it, is it is crazy. And then another sign will be like the entitled. They, they feel that they're entitled. They feel that that they deserve they deserve it. They, mm -hmm. they, they have not earned it. They deserve it just by mere existing, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. And it's, it, is, it is weird because that's not true in life. Um, if you're someone that takes advantage of other people and... Viewing people as a kind of for utility yeah. purposes. Yeah. That's like very malignant as well. Very. Yeah. Another one we're going to discuss yeah. off. But yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's very... You see people not as like people, but like something that you can use, you know. A subject, as yeah. a quote-unquote yeah. type of object, yeah. just to get your mean. Yeah, Like, yeah. sorry, just to obtain the end. So it would yeah. be like Machiavellical, very yeah. Machiavellical speaking. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like this person is just a means to your end. 
Exactly. Right? And this is what many people, like, in narcissistic partnerships, like, relationships, they tend to do. Like, mm -hmm. if, for example, I don't know, I, I was very infatuated with a girl over there, and I see that she's befriended this guy, mm -hmm. I will only befriend him just to reach her. Mm. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, th this is a very, like... Yeah. This is a very narcissistic behavior of taking advantage of someone with another mean or purpose. Yeah. And another one is will be like arrogance. I mean, all these, I will say feelings in general, in both extremes are bad. You cannot be like extremely arrogant, but you cannot be like zero arrogant. You need to be arrogant in certain aspects to put yourself in value, like I'm arrogant enough to know the value of my work. So I'm not gonna sell my art, for example, if you're a painter, for less than two euros mm -hmm. or $2 or whatever, knowing that you have to put a value on yourself. So a little bit of arrogance and be like, no, this is worth 15, period. You know, and then you cannot be like the total opposite that is like, because I made it, it's worth $15,000 million. Mm -hmm. It's like, it doesn't work like that. So. Yeah. You know, depends on the type of arrogance that you have. Um, then they lack empathy. They lack empathy, like zero empathy. They will never feel bad for for anyone. I think one common example that I used to leave this, it's a common thing in Mexico that they used to say, like when they see like vagabonds or homeless people in the yeah. streets or stuff, it's like they're there because they don't work. Uh, you know, it's not that the system failed on them. Yeah. It's, they're there because of their own merit. They don't work, so I'm not going to feel empathy for them. Oh, fuck, yeah. It's a very complicated subject if, between anyone writes in the comments. Yeah. I know because there are circumstances that yeah. life is life and humans are humans, right? Yeah. But like the, the, just the idea of like someone is suffering because of their, own, of their own thing. In a certain aspect, yeah, you're responsible of your life. I get that. But like the idea of like... I'm not going to feel empathy because they deserve what they are mm -hmm. type of thing. If you take it to the extreme, then it will be like a very narcissistic thing to do. Right. Or then like I use this guy to like, I befriended this guy to get to this girl. Once when I'm with the girl, fuck him. I don't need him anymore. And I don't, I don't have absolutely no empathy for him. Like he's like, dude, you use me. He's like, well, fuck you. You yeah. know, <laughs> that's, that's another example. Yeah. And the other two is like being envious, which is funny. Envy. And feel like being envy of someone else, especially like close one. A common example would be like the sibling who is envious of his of her her sibling, because she believes in her eyes that she's getting more attention, that she's getting more cool stuff, or like that her parents love her more yeah. or love him more. Mm -hmm. So like he's very jealous and envious of this because she he she or he or whatever don't believe that her or his sibling actually deserves it. They're yeah. worse than them. So, yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's also like being very self-centered and thinking mm -hmm. only about yourself. Like, I deserve this. Yes. It's yeah. like, no, my sister needs to be, be below me because yeah. I'm better than her. Yeah. Like, she's the second sister. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know, like this type of thing. And it's like, no, it doesn't work like that. But whatever. And then the, of course, the most important one, well, the most important, the most... Um, typical or classical or the way that you always will see a narcissistic person will be like someone that needs admiration. You know, someone that is looking to like to get admiration from someone else. Yeah, that's like core. Yeah, exactly. Kind of. Like one of the core things is like, hey, why are you doing this? I'm doing it because it's helping me. I'm doing it because it's part of my job. No, I'm doing it because I want people to see how good I am in doing this. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's usually very kind of under the hood type of thing. Because like one of the um, examples of also one of the types of narcissists is like an alpha narcissist. And it's kind of the people who are very obsessed with control and like having control over things. And that's kind of like the main trait of, of those kind of people. And they usually end up being in positions of like the CEOs or like um, also trial lawyers. Yeah, of um, power, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. And um, yeah, that's also a very interesting kind of form of narcissism. And the funny thing is they, uh, you can, because you can kind of 
be like, okay, I'm making this company or I have this dream, I'm making this. But then underneath that, you can, you like, I am here because I enjoy this actually control and yeah. like being able to manage this many people. And, um, uh, and the funny thing is, is that a lot of times these kind of people can end up going into companies and actually getting quite higher up in the ranks, but not always do they actually end up benefiting the company because if your only goal is control, you're not actually that good. Like you're good for the role, but you're not like, it's a weird thing. Like you're yeah. not good for the, you're not good as a employee. Like you're not good for the company. Like to no, you're, comp- cause you're not interested in pushing the company forward. You kind of just, yeah, you're doing it for yourself. your own self. Yeah. Like for your own self, whatever. Yeah. You want control, but then what are you going to do with that control? And just That's be toxic. Thing. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Just generate this horrible, um, area you know like few um what's this type of narcissist called again the alpha one yeah do they like the of, of control man it's like also i was reading this article to be honest i don't remember exactly who who was who wrote it or what was the name but in one of the pages it said that because you talk about ceos it said that like there's a percentage of the population who is considered legally like a psychopath, right? Yeah. You don't have to murder someone to be a psychopath. Yeah, yeah, For yeah. example, there's yeah. different variations of exactly. psychopath. And they say that of the world's populations of CEOs, like 36% of them will be legally considered psychopaths. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, it is impressive also the idea that narcissists, narcissist behaviors or like very high level of narcissism is involved into this type of roles of power right yep. it's like not everyone who looks for power is a narcissist mm-hmm. but the majority of narcissists look for power yeah you know it's like someone who's looking to be a politician like looking for power and looking to to like be a master of something doesn't have to be negative but like it depends how you use it you can be like i want to have power in a political aspect so i can help people out or i want to be the best I don't know, um, painter, because I want to show, I want to pursue the best of myself, mm-hmm. you know, instead of saying like, um, I want to be the best paper, so, painter so people just can do a shrine on me. Yeah. Type of like. It's a weird thing in our culture, culture where these kind of things can, like you can end up really successful and kind of go under the radar as a, yeah. as a, as a big narcissistic person. Because yeah. a lot of the traits are rewarded in in like the worst aspects of our culture today yeah especially when it comes to art and these kind of things where you're like you know having the, this this confidence to sell your yourself like yeah. i'm the best yeah, uh, yeah 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 yeah. i'm the best and there's no one else because <laughs> <laughs> you're not you don't care about criticism or like because if you're really narcissistic you're just gonna keep pushing your your view and uh, you don't care about like you're not affected by people's yeah. opinions that much about you like you t- you probably won't have imposter syndrome <laughs> no, no yeah for sure <laughs> and that's good that you said something which is super true you can become a narcissist yeah not necessarily like you know it was like in your dna or whatever I, I, you want to say you can become one you know it's the typical um like the typical athlete mm-hmm. in any sport that you see that they come from nowhere mm-hmm. from the bottom of the bottom and they fight their way through to become like one of the best players of whatever and then you see the different the differentiation between when they started and when they ended yeah and like for example maradona mm. like it's impressive the way of like the level of narcissistic like of narcissism that he had on himself at the end of his like career in life, because he was like the best player at some point of the of football of the world. But the way he started, he was a very humble person who was just there to prove something to to someone that like he was an amazing player, right? Mm-hmm. So like the the where he was in, where he developed himself in the career, when people are praising him and you know like saying like you're the best or whatever, helped to develop this narcissistic like tendency and behavior on himself so that is also something that you have to be aware of 
maybe like where you are is not the best place you should be. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's very, very, it's very interesting. I mean, it also speaks about like if you get to a certain level of success, there's also a lot of work that you have to do to maintain that success. It's not just like, okay, I'm the winner, I'm the best, and then basking in your yeah. success. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, what, what's the saying go? How does the saying goes? Like uh, absolute power uh, corrupts. Corrupts. Corrupts absolutely. I guess so. I don't know. Something like that, right? Yeah, I think so. so. It's also like type of corrupts your character yeah, as well. And your, for sure. Bec- makes you like become a piece of shit, maybe. Yeah, but what's how did did Mar- so? Because I don't know much about Maradona's story in in at the latter half of his life. Did it kind of end up? biting him this kind of narcissistic uh, behavior or no he was chill no yeah (laughs) like i'm not an expert either okay (laughs) but i can tell you for sure like just by the classics that he was like the people player he made napoli win his like title his italian title everybody in naples love him everybody in argentina they even consider him like yeah i mean i know that he won the world cup like like the best yeah yeah legend yeah he's a legend he's a legend when it comes to football when he comes like a person like he became a, an addict, like a cocaine mm-hmm. addict. He was like in Cuba for like, like for rehab many, many times. He like overcharged everyone, like everything he did because he was like Maradona. Yeah. You yeah, know, yeah, like yeah, he was yeah, like, yeah. I'm the best of everything. And he behaved very responsible and very radical, very radical, sorry. Yeah. Like later on in his life, in everywhere he was, there's this video that is crazy man mm. that is like they ask him to please play with this handicapped kid mm-hmm. just for like making because one of the dreams of the kid was to play with maradona okay and he's like a goalkeeper the kid that has like no leg or something like that and then like um he was like let's do a penalty goal okay you know and maradona shoots and scores and not only that, he goes running around saying that he scored a goal. <laughs> so this handicapped kid. Oh my god, dude! It's like, you know what I mean? It's like yeah. this is so unnecessary. Yeah. And he didn't give a single lack shot. of consideration for other people. Lack of empathy. Yeah. Lack of empathy. Instead of making this kid, this kid, like day the best day of his life, he made it the worst day of his <laughs> life. <laughs> Maybe in his head he was like he's gonna enjoy it. Maybe the kid like he was he made a story of how it's gonna be good for the kid. Yeah, well, <laughs> maybe, like, well, yeah, that yeah, will be yeah. so, like one of those behaviors. Yeah, right? yeah. I did this because he's of his own good. I'm the best. Yeah, he, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. that's like that's something fucking crazy, right? Like who yeah. like imagined that? But yeah, that, I can give you that example. About Another example is like the Conor McGregor thing, no? Kind of. Yeah. He, he Love also. You, Connor. <laughs> Like, no, because I thought chair. about him as well because he got he 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 was like super humble guy and he was like all about the you know like the the art of fighting and Dude, he was gonna be a plumber, yeah, in Ireland, yeah, yeah. And yeah. he was like, "Fuck that! I'm gonna become one of the greatest fighters ever." Yeah, and like his wife backed him up and yeah. stuff like that. And he did became like yeah no it was very good. whatever they say about him I have to say he was the first person in UFC history that had like two titles at the same time in different weights like categories like, yeah but like yeah. yeah he he had unfortunately his fame got into his head yeah definitely he, he he was always like a talker and like but that's part of the sport right? yeah it's part of the sport the and sp- I I think there's something about his personality that works for like he he was. I think naturally good at like this kind of confidence, this yeah. like I'm the best kind of thing. It's imp- Already yeah. he kind of had seeds of, of kind yeah. of this thing. Yeah, it's impressive like his visualization, like yeah. the way he was yeah. always saying, I'm the champion, I'm the champion, I'm the champion. This type yeah. of thing, that's perfectly fine. But like hitting an old man in a bar. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This yeah. is when, and there's nothing wrong, we all fuck it up. Well, actually, yeah, that's something very wrong, sorry. <laughs> we all fuck up, but I mean, the thing is that continuing with the same behavior, yeah, you, that's the issue, you yeah. know? It doesn't matter who you are. Yeah. Like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's like, what would be the definition of uh, of insanity? 
doing the same thing over and over and expect different results. Different results, yeah. Yeah. That's also like a way of it's a narcissistic approach if you think about it to be like I'm going to I'm doing this why is not happening? Why the results that I want are not happening? Ah, probably because everyone else is bullshit. Probably because it's not my fault. It's everybody else's fault. Yeah. It's not the way I'm doing things. It's the way everyone else is doing things. That's why it's not like going on for me. You know, this is like the mentality of it. And it's, yeah. it is very, very wrong. <laughs> yeah, it's very interesting because like you can, it's kind of that, I think, archetypal story of like you, you're like this humble, you start from humble beginnings and like you're really good at something, you work hard, you get amazing and then you end up being really successful and then yeah. that you have that, it's, you think it's going to be easier. I think people think it's going to be easier after you get to a certain level, but actually it's, you have more challenges now yeah. as a successful person and not everyone can go, like, can still keep that same level of humbleness and yeah. like discipline and uh, it's 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 like 10 20 times harder like also than like, before yeah yeah because you have more temptations now and like everyone's feeding your narcissistic urges yes <laughs> like the environment that you are in if you don't put boundaries and if you don't like actually properly work with it yeah. then it's gonna eat you alive yeah you need to do a lot of work on yourself yes on literally like i I think you will need to keep like 15 diaries at the same time because <laughs> it should be insane. I, like, I don't know about it, but like, it, like I haven't lived. No, it will as, fuck but, anyone up. I think like if you let it, like it's such a... Yeah, like, you know, like you start like, you have to believe it from yourself. You don't have to believe it from anyone else. Yeah. That's the thing. And when someone else is feeding you this crap and then it's like inflating your ego, that's an issue because yeah. it's feeding on your narcissistic personal, on your narcissistic trait. Yeah, it's such a crazy thing that a lot of people are like, like in our, in our society, there is this thing about like, you want to be successful, you want to be the best, like it's all about the journey to get to that level. But not a lot of people think about like, once you get there, <laughs> there's like another journey for you. <laughs> yeah, they're like, I, I reached it, that's yeah. it, right? It's like, no, man, this is just the beginning. Yeah, yeah. This is the first hurdle. Like, well, one, not the first hurdle, but... It's another hurdle. Another hurdle. Then you have to keep it up. Then man. you have to keep it up, like which is just the same thing that you, you did before. Like you're not gonna relax. Yeah, <laughs> dude. It was funny that you mentioned it because there's like this interview with this famous influencer. Um, actually, Annie told me about her. Okay. Um, she, if I'm not mistaken, she's the wife of the Gypsy King's brother. Okay. The Gypsy King, the famous boxer. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. And I think she be she's from the UK and she became like a famous influencer. And when her manager tells her like, hey, when she reached one, like, I don't know how many million dollars. It's like, hey, dude, you made it. Now you're like in this level of like professionalism and stuff. Like, what do you want? She's like, oh, I'm going to buy this amazing car that I have always dreamed of. And I think it was like um, these SUVs mm -hmm. that are like very like amazing luxury cars and stuff. And he's like, okay, and then what? Oh, well, I haven't thought about it. <laughs> and the manager was like, well, then don't buy the car yet. <laughs> <laughs> you know, because if you don't have like an idea of what you're doing yeah, oh, that's things for, then they're going to just, you're going to lose focus. You're going to lose passion. You're going to lose like the way of it then you're just gonna be eating it up yeah because you have a choice right like which wh what do you want to feed in yourself this this narcissistic monster or your true your true self, self? like what do you want to feed <laughs> dude yeah <laughs> and yeah. oh my god i need to to go with this yeah. talking about the the narcissistic monster um so According to psychology, the psychologist Dr. Romani, um, there are like these four types of narcissism. There's, as we've seen, there are many types of like yeah. narcissism and there's different types of narcissistic behaviors. But of these four types, she says, like the grandiose that we just, we discussed mm -hmm. about previously, and the covert or vulnerable one. And then she talks about the third one that is the malignant. Okay. Because when you said that, it just like ringed yeah, into yeah, my yeah. head. The malignant narcissist 
is a personality type that causes extreme narcissism, aggression, and sometimes abuse of others, uses manipulative means or violence to enhance their own sense of well-being. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, like, I think the classical example will be in a relationship, the abusive relationship. From the guy hitting the, the girl or from a guy to another guy or from a girl to another girl. Or even from a girl to another guy or from the mother to a daughter. Like these, these ideas of like using the extreme of just like keeping someone so down that you, like they can control. They can control, they can manipulate, they can just like, yeah. you know, and it's like, ah, you talk back to me, bomb. <laughs> Like, you know, there's going to be physical violence if you actually try to do something. So not only, like, your integrity is, like, in peril, like, your entire well-being is in peril. You're not, like... And, yeah. That's, like, also kind of, like, not just narcissism, but also sociopathy or psychopathy also mixed into well, that as well. It's, a sociopath is a... Is a um, they have, like, very high levels of narcissism. Yeah. Them. Yeah, and they also like they lack a lot of empathy. They wouldn't be able to literally torture someone if they didn't. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's crazy, man. Uh, it's crazy how I mean. I'm sure a lot of viewers as well can are like thinking about all like yeah. these people that they've met or in, in their, their lives, life, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like it's oh like, shit, motherfucker. So that's guy... what's wrong with you. <laughs> Sending a WhatsApp right now to their boyfriend. You son of a bitch. <laughs> You know, but yeah, yeah, yeah. But <sighs> it's crazy to think about it that people, because it's crazy to fathom or imagine what it would be like to to think like that. Like thinking of, like you think of others as like um, the same way as like food. Like when you go to a store, you're like, yeah. I want to buy, uh, you know, a piece of bread or something. Imagine if you're this kind of a narcissist, that's how you view other people. Yeah. Like a piece of bread. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's not a human being. It's not a living thing. It's just yep. something that means nothing to yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't care if it gets hurt. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's crazy. It's just lack of empathy. Like the biggest part but of it. Impressive. Impressive yeah. lack of empathy. Yeah. And then the last one I have for you guys... And the one I found the most, I don't want to use the word appealing, but like, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. It's the communal narcissist. Communal. Communal okay. narcissist. is he or she who wants to be perceived as virtuous, generous, and of an important social and moral leader of society. Ooh. Dude. The first thing that comes into my mind will be like a cult leader. Yeah. Like someone who shows themselves as this type of guru you know, or a politician. That Politicians. Is, I thought of politicians. Yeah, that are coming here to fix all the mistakes that you're actually worried about. You know, man, like, and actually behind the scenes, they're like a bunch of pedophiles or like... <laughs> Or like they're like they're yeah. a they're a psychopath or a sociopath that actually yeah. kills people. Yeah, 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 yeah. The, it's crazy. Or like there's this firm there's a famous called the Happening of course Texas. Um, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> beforehand. Yeah. <laughs> but, oh my god. <laughs> That this guy was like he he created this cult and he of course he wanted like his his followers to be perceived like to 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 perceive him as like like almost like Jesus Christ type of thing okay. but like under underwater like under the scenes like outside of people's view he will use to have sex with all the women there just and even like underage women like underage girls just for the the fact and that he said that this was the way that God intended them to oh, okay, like to do okay. things and this type of thing. And it was crazy, man. Like this is a very like high narcissistic communal that is like, I am chosen by divinity, but at the same time, I'm going to do atrocities behind yeah. them. But they, gonna... they justify it. Like... He justified in a way that yeah. is, God, is, is God's isn't, will. Isn't there a film about it or not? There's a documentary about him. 
uh, about this cult as well. I, to be honest, okay. I remember this because it impacted me when okay, I was looking okay. at it. I was like, and I just remember like talking about this, and it was like, fuck, yeah. I don't remember exactly which documentary and which cult is talking about. You can do your research again, but I'm not lying. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He did this, and it is like the best way or example to describe this type of narcissist. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. I think like it's it's much more common, especially with politicians. I think it's kind of the people that are in front of you because cult leaders are kind of like behind the scenes. Like yeah. you don't really see them like that in the spotlight. But their image, their That's image, the thing. yeah, they're portrayed to be like a white dove, but actually they're not. Yeah, they're the opposite. Yeah. Yeah, because you, yeah, I think like what leads to that is this kind of belief that you have the keys, you have the solutions, you you're the person to lead everyone yeah. into this whatever you do. Yeah, goal I'm is. here to help you with your suffering. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, with yeah. all the bullshit you're going through, I yeah. will make your life better. Yeah, you yeah. know, like I'm the answer to your prayers yeah. type of thing, and then be like. Uh, See you next Tuesday, kind of person. <laughs> <laughs> so I can't, in case anyone didn't understand. <laughs> yeah, well, um, I think we covered a lot of things, no? I mean... I would like you to like go a little bit like deeper into the Jungian one, though. Oh, Jungian. Yeah. Well, I think, uh, well, I, I think I mentioned most of the things I wanted to mention about Jung, because I don't think there's... Because like with Jung, there's... um. um well, one of the things that's interesting about Jung is that, like, um, uh, what I mentioned before about the false identification with the persona. Yeah. Um, that's kind of, um, that's not the whole picture, but that's, if you want to look at it in, in Jungian terms, that's one way of looking at it, is that a person who's a narcissist is someone who's, like, very, very identified with their external persona, whatever that may be. Usually, obviously, it's something that you present to the society. Um and obviously this is not this is not something that by itself is like a very um malignant thing yeah. it's it can be very benign obviously the only person you're going to be hurting is yourself in that case um because in union psychology our goal is to individuate and to get to our um highest uh, our true self and um and this is the self archetype it's yeah. it's you it's not your ego it's you throughout all your life kind of summarized as one thing and in many religions this is portrayed uh, in different symbolisms like the self your your soul type of thing yeah in christianity notably it's the most uh, i think the most um concrete one it's jesus oh yeah okay a representation of the person that well you need to aspire to become yeah type of thing yeah it's kind of your because it's like the it's very complex i don't want to expand on it in this episode but in uh carl jung wrote a lot about this in his book ion he talked about uh, this whole thing with uh, christianity and, okay. and the symbolism of the self um but basically yourself is someone who contains both the dark aspects and the light aspects of yourself yeah um and um and also jesus is this just an archetypal per like it's it's kind of it's first of all it's a person but also a divine being yeah. kind of it's like human but at the same time it's more than right yeah it's it's something that it's like this perfect image that you're striving towards um and jesus also has like uh he has a he has a divine side again and the human side yeah. um to him so it's kind of like this duality again because god only is divine yeah there is no humanity there like there is no limitation yeah yeah, yeah. and the, the 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 idea of the jesus is very very revolutionary and very unique to christianity because this is where god comes down and feels what it's like to be mortal to be able to die to be human and yeah because god what? yeah because if a god is above he doesn't 
he doesn't know what it's like to be human, yeah. the limitation of being a human. And in, in the Old Testament, God is not a human. He's yeah. like, and he always punishes everyone left and right. You yeah. Know? Saying, you don't live up to this. As well. Yeah. yeah. You don't live up to my thing. I'll burn you down your village or whatever, you know. Yeah, it's, it's like, I'll punish you. It's a vengeable God. Let's yeah. follow Mangomorra, right? Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because of their sins. Yeah. And this is because he's incomplete. He's in the Old Testament. He's just there's only one aspect to him, and the, you know there's uh, like uh, yeah, Jung wrote a lot, a lot about how in Christianity there is no feminine uh, side to Christianity, like that is repressed. So God actually is not connected with his feminine side, which is a kind of like his shadow, basically. <laughs> yeah, God's shadow. <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah, because he's not total. Like, and then he obtains yeah. this wholeness in the new testament with the jesus and um yeah we should like dive into this topic Probably, in another yes. episode this actually yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. so yeah long story short you have yourself your ideal self that you want to get to and um and uh yeah it's it's something that takes it's like a journey that your whole life you're gonna do it but there are certain things that you can do to be on the right track basically yeah and one of them is delving deeper in your in yourself to try to identify your shadow, yeah. right? Because that's that's the only way you can access that is to go through your shadow. Um, and these are things that you have repressed, things that you don't want to admit about yourself. And when you go deeper into this, you kind of you're getting closer to yourself, to your real true self, without all the external uh, persona that society imposes on you. And um, yeah, so forming a deeper relationship with your subconscious is something that really helps with this. And also, um, one of the things that can really has been shown to be beneficial for like kind of uh, healing from um, narcissism is yeah. going through a trauma, a big traumatic event that kind of puts you in, in that almost like a childhood version of yourself. Like it strips you down of everything. Puts just like your life into a perspective, yeah. right? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you get into a big accident, you end up in a hospital for, you know, weeks. Your inflated ego realizes that you're not actually immortal. Immortal, yeah. sorry. Yeah, you're yeah, not yeah. like the best thing, that you're a fragile human being. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Look, yeah. I, I also, that's actually very cool. Just to add, like almost at the end, but just to add, I am. If anyone is interested in trying to figure out their narcissistic traits or work on them, of course, therapy is like the best thing you could do because you can work with a professional. Mm -hmm. But like in many other things, is to be aware of your behaviors and to question yourself if what you did was actually. A narcissistic thing to do, for example, no. If you hurt someone by a comment or a, like an act or whatever you you you're going through, and that way you can see um, how you're operating in life, having someone else tell you. Mm -hmm. Like sometimes we are like always like self criticism is important, mm -hmm. right? It is important. But then, like, others' criticism is always, as well, very important. Yeah, for sure. Because they're seeing you from other eyes. And many things that you do, you do them unconsciously. Mm -hmm. So that's why it's important to do your shadow work, to see how you're behaving with others and with yourself. And just the first step for everything, I would like to say that the first step for everything will be to be aware. To yep. be aware of your own behavior, to be aware of your own bullshit. Mm -hmm. If you are like interested in changing something into the better, of course. Yeah. And maybe even uh, uh, meditating can be. Uh, yes. Yes. Because when you said being aware of these things, I think meditation can be very beneficial because you're, you're just sitting down and you're letting all these thoughts appear. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. For sure. And feelings as well. The, the, the type of feelings that you're feeling and go through them like interpret that interpret them that's also like an important one yeah it's like um being able to because one thing that because for a lot of people the benefit of meditation is being able to notice your thoughts because most people don't really they don't really notice they don't really notice their thoughts as something 
outside of them. Like it's something that appears, but they identify with their thoughts. Yeah. So that's the thing that you you cannot distinguish of like what's me and what's what's uh, what's a thought. Yeah. You know, you just like oh, I have a thought. That's me. I believe this. You know. But if you meditate, you learn to be like oh. That's a thought. That's another thought. That's a feeling. That's another feeling. Yeah. So you can kind of already prime your brain to be able to differentiate them, right? Yeah. 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 So you're kind of. It's not like it's not gonna directly help you with uh, kind of dealing with narcissism, but it's gonna or identifying narcissism in yourself. But it's gonna help <laughs> help you form like tools to do it because if you haven't been doing it already or if you're not a very like if you're not someone who's very in tune with your with your thoughts and emotions yeah 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 like a hundred percent agreeing very well very very well put in yeah um okay guys and beautiful <laughs> watchers and everyone um i think we have come to an end for this episode yeah. we appreciate you all um we send you a lot of love to everyone yep if you're interested in anything that we said you know that there's always the comments below you can put any question and we're gonna get back to you as soon as we can don't forget that we're also doing the research and investigating this so we're no experts but yeah, we yeah. are very like um we like discussing we like interesting yeah, topics we like to go into this type of things getting to the bottom of things um uh, yeah so thank you everyone thank you for joining us um sending a lot of love and see you on the next episode